Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. This next topic, I've purposely, although they did put the names of the individuals involved and the judge and everything else in the, the newspapers today, I purposely took them out because I don't believe it's the crime of the century. And I would hate to see somebody's reputation being destroyed, you know, because their names were put in the newspaper for such a crime. So I want to read this out to you. A Dublin couple who used forged documents to apply for a mortgage because they believed they would never qualify otherwise for a housing loan have been spared a jail sentence. The judge said the couple did not realise they were engaged in criminal activity in what was not a highly sophisticated effort to deceive a bank. So you can, when they say it wasn't a highly sophisticated effort, they hadn't gone and hired some, you know, major fraudster, you know, to replicate their documents. They had done it themselves, probably. Now, sentencing them to periods of community service in lieu of a prison term, the judge described the case as highly unusual and exceptional. Uh, She said, I don't condone what they did. It was wrong, but I do understand why they did it. Now, the couple pleaded guilty in the Dublin Circuit Criminal Court to a charge of attempting to obtain services by deception from KBC Bank. And the couple who were engaged with two children uh, were looking to buy a home. Uh, the home of a relative, actually. And uh, the detective said that the woman had uh, com- uh, completed an application form for a €239,000 mortgage and also provided a P60 as well as payslips and salary certificates. However, KBC official became suspicious about the validity of the documents and the bank notified the guards of its concerns. Obviously, there was mathematical mistakes. And they went, well, hold on for a second. That says they earned that. That doesn't add up to that. And so there was concerns. And they contacted the guards. Uh, the, cur- uh, the court heard that the couple had admitted the documents were false, but explained that although they could afford the mortgage and the loan repayments, they knew they would have difficulty obtaining an actual mortgage because of obviously, the criteria set out. And the couple had obtained the services of a creative accountant a creative accountant, who was now the subject of a wider Garda investigation. They had paid this individual 2500 to obtain false documents. Oh, they did pay somebody. They paid somebody, basically, 2500 to obtain false documents and would have owed him uh, more if they had have obtained a mortgage. In other words, he said, well, if this works, you know, you have to give me a few quid. Asking for the court to deal with the matter with leniency, their solicitor said they had worked, uh, that he had worked all of his life as a self-employed tiler, but was never going to be in a position to obtain a mortgage. At the sentencing hearing today, the judge acknowledged that they did uh, not abuse any position of trust enough for their actions and were not motivated by personal gain. The judge also noted that the couple had not instigated the use of falsified documents and that the bank had suffered no actual loss and never could have. At the same time, she said the bank was being seriously misled by the use of the false documents and the judge said she recognised the pressure and intolerable stress placed on families trying to pay for a house and trying or, and avoiding being made homeless. Uh, the couple were sentenced to 120 and 100 hours of community service in lieu of prison sentence of six to five months. Oh, six and five months, sorry. So today I want to talk about the situation. Now, I don't want to talk about them because I think it's unfair, right? And that's why we, did, even though their names are in the paper, we didn't name them here, right? Um, I think it's unfair. I don't think it's the crime of the century. I think they did something in desperation. Uh, they wanted somewhere to live. They thought this was a good idea. Somebody said to them, well, look, I could do this up for you and make it look like you earn a bit more money. And sure, there you go. You'd be grand. And they did it, right? 
I don't think there was any malice in what they did. I think they did it for their children and for themselves, personally speaking. But I want to talk about this situation because there are thousands of families and couples in this situation who I believe would be tempted into trying to falsify documents to get a home. I mean, look, we've spoken about Helena on many occasions. You know, herself and Rory have a job. Uh, you know, they'd like to get a mortgage for X amount, but they probably couldn't on their earnings if they add them together. The criteria is pretty strict. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the criteria is nowadays, Helena. What's the? What is the criteria nowadays? Um, for a first-time buyer, you need to have ten percent uh, savings uh, okay. of the mortgage you want, and then you also get a mortgage of three and a half times your salary so, combined. Oh, combined salary, not the main and earner. And Rory's salary combined, we get three and a half times that. And if it's a sole earner, is it different? I'm not 100. I'm not, to be honest, I haven't looked into that myself, so I wouldn't be able to. Okay, so so that that's a bit stiff. So you know, you're entitled to basically your average earners. Are probably entitled to about 250,000, 280,000 max. It really depends on your wage. It depends on what your wage is, what both of your wage are combined. So How long do you have to be working in that job? Uh, some banks um, would, would want you to have maybe your, your permanent job for maybe a year. year okay. And a half. Okay, and they'll examine your bank statements for every little every detail. Every thing you've paid in the last... Every months. habit they that you might look, have. Banks tend to look back on six months. If you were doing a bit of online shopping, for example, you know, doing a bit of Amazon and you're learning. You wouldn't. For the six months prior to your, to when you know you're going to be applying. So you're looking at what you're saving and you say to yourself, right, in six months time, I think I'll be, a bit, I'll be you know, in applying a place, for a mortgage, yeah. I'll be in a place to apply to a bank. For those six months, you cannot spend a penny. You pay your bills. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, you, you pay your bills and you, you know, you have your income and you need to show them that you've so you don't be heading off on holidays you don't be going for drinks and using your card or your bank state bank card over the weekend no, and you have to basically live like a hermit for, for six okay. months and not spend a penny alright okay in relation to this couple who falsified documents not something I know that you would consider doing no. um, but can you understand their frustration absolutely I can understand the desperation because you know I know friends of mine and myself you know we're saving our, our deposit we're saving the money so we're putting away certain amounts every month you mm-hmm. have to get so you're looking at I've said this before you know you're looking at an average, an average house in Dublin probably about 300,000 um, so you're looking to save 30 grand of that for yourself by the time you save that you then look at both of your wages and you realise you can only get three and a half times which means a bank won't mm. even laugh for some people will laugh at you if you're looking for now I know there are exemptions and mm-hmm. you know that comes into it too but not all banks are happy to give them um, so I do feel immense sympathy because you know you can do everything you're supposed to do but you know you they, can't walk into mm-hmm. your boss and say I need more money and they're going to hand it to you you know I know you can go and get a new job but again it's, it's always not that easy no I understand and, and just to, to warn people as well I know it's easy enough nowadays with technology and printers and Photoshop to falsify documents it's very, probably very easy to do it uh, but in saying that I don't advise you do because technically it's fraud and you can be charged with fraud now of course they what they, they were charged with um, I'm just looking here was attempting to obtain services by deception from KBC Bank, all right? Now, I don't want to talk about them as such, but I'm asking you, do you have sympathy for somebody who would be desperate enough to do something like this to illegally, I suppose, get a mortgage? Jim, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jim? How you doing, Niall? Okay. Uh, Jim, I mean, do you have any level of sympathy for somebody who would, you know, falsify a document to, you know, illegally get a mortgage? Well, as you say, you hit the nail on the head there. Falsify, forgery and deception, two crimes, which are written down in the law of the land that you can be able to be charged for, you know, pay a fine or go to jail for if you commit them. So they, they, they knowingly committed forgery and deception. Um, saying that again, I mean, to be honest with you, the bank, 
when they smelled the rat, they said they could have just said, look, listen, we're we, we, we we refused, yeah, yeah. And, just, and, and, and if they went in and kicked up the door, they said, look, listen, we know this stuff is, is after But since now. when did the banks become the moral guardians of society? Because if you go back 20 years, Jim, uh, or particularly during the Celtic Tiger in around 2002, 2003, it was quite common practice for people to falsify their their P60s. If anything at all, the banks were encouraging it nearly. Exactly, and certainly the bank concerned. I mean, they wouldn't exactly have a, a clink or clean reputation in relation to, 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 to their business dealings. I still think at the end of the day it's wrong. It's wrong It's wrong on every level because it, 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 you're not being transparent, you're not being honest. Um, you're saying in this case, for example, they had the ability to repay. There are people who mightn't have the ability to repay, and then that opens up another whole kind of worms. So, I mean, the fact that you're, you're, you're being deceiving and you're, you're actually in the door involved, actually, with a third party and helping to procure these documents. Which oh, well, that's right, yeah. There was a cre- they said uh, the services were obtained through a creative accountant. Well, there you go, you see. So, you know, the, the those sometimes are one of paper. There's always going to be a paper trail. So, so in, in, in fact, another person there, who, who, you'd imagine if they're, if they're a certified or a certified accountant, actually knowingly gave them a hand in, 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 in this whole thing. So he should also be taken to task as well, too. Well, well, he is subject of a wider guard investigation now. So he may, that to me suggests he may have done it for other people, too. Well, exactly, yeah. But, so at the end of the day, it's against the law, and that's it. If you break the law, unfortunately, you have to put your hand out and prepare to get a slap. And, uh, you know, I know you're sort of saying, OK, look, look, and this situation is difficult, and you, you gave an example there with Helena's situation or whatever, it's hard for people combining things to get from A to B and, and the way the rules are now. But still, what they did was wrong. I mean, but I've seen situations of people applying for mortgages where they've been renting for five years, paying their rent on time every month for the last five years, and the bank don't take that into consideration. It doesn't matter. Because they haven't been saving. I wouldn't be defending the banks in any way, shape, or form. I defend the law of the land, is what I'd be saying. But I think the banks exactly would be certainly at the top of the list to to, the teapot calling the kettle black, you know? I think it's, it's certainly not in a position when you, when, when in hindsight, when you look Yeah, but the banks the are taking the law very literally here because for years people have bounced checks, which is technically fraud, by the way, to bounce a check, to give somebody a check knowing that you don't have the money in the account. People have done that for years. They don't go to court for that. Um, many people many years ago getting mortgages would have done exactly the same thing. They weren't taken to court. Worst case scenario, the bank would figure it out and go, ah, we're not giving you a mortgage. Uh, it does seem a little bit OTT. It is OTT that they trusted to the fact that they handed it over to the guards and then either, and then obviously, you know, if the bank were anyway, let's say, customer friendly or user friendly or, or as a bit of PR, they would have said to the guards, look, listen, you know, okay, we, we've brought this to, to, to light, but we're not going to push charges. So the bank obviously wanted to have charges pushed against these people, the fact that it ended up in court, instead of just saying, look, listen, We've brought this to the attention of the guards. We know you're out of order. This is one on one doesn't make two. These things are, 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 are false or they've been prefabricated. So, you know, they go away and, and, and either if their names are put on some, on some blacklist, that seems to look like this pair of looking and they're not eligible. They've produced false documentation. Because at the end of the day, it's, you know, if the, you're only going back to the old ways if there's loans being given out willy nilly. With there, not, with there being no control, you know? Okay, well, we'll stay there for a second. That's a good point. I suppose, Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hi, how are you? 
Yeah, well, Jim makes a fair point that if we allow that to happen and we all kind of have empathy or sympathy for it, well, then we're going back to the old days where people are falsifying stuff to get loans they probably can't afford. Yeah, I, I understand Jim's point, but I also think, how many times has a bank falsified stuff and absolutely screwed people? Oh, yeah, I mean, well, we've seen we've seen absolute business. evidence of that, yeah. My, my brother lost his two of his businesses because the bank produced the documentation, and I won't say the bank, with his partner's signature on it and dated and stamped, and she wasn't even in the country at the time. It turned out it was one of the bank secretaries who signed the bloody paper. But now, I'll give you a bit of my story, as I said to your researcher there. I'm 45 years of age, right? When I was 38, I went to the States for two years, and I worked my ass off. And I came back with enough to put a deposit on an apartment. And I was laughed at. They basically laughed at me, because at the time I would have been 40 years old, you cannot get a mortgage in this country after 42 years of age because they reckon you won't live through the term of the mortgage. Well, you, you can. You can get it up to a certain, up to the age, well, you're allowed to have a mortgage up to the age of 70 if you're self-employed, 65 if you're PAYE. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe I was given the wrong information, but yeah. I was told I wouldn't get one. No, when I, I mean, when I, I say get a mortgage, the mortgage can only extend till the age of 70, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so basically, if I got a 25, 30-year mortgage, it's over the age of 70, I won't get it. No. Even though I had 40 grand sitting in the bank. Doesn't matter. You, no. you can, they can only extend your mortgage to the age of 70. Well, I mean, I, since I came home from the States, I've gone to the situation of having to move back home. Because I can't, I'm, I, like, I work all the bloody time. I work my ass off. Like, I, 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 I can only guess, I'm 55, so if I applied for a mortgage now, it's probably very unlikely to give it to me, but if I applied for a mortgage now, they can only give me a 15-year mortgage. Well, why would you need a mortgage for the money you're on there? <laughs> I'm just saying, if I did <laughs> legally, they could only give me a 15-year mortgage. No, I, that's why I feel sorry for Okay, well, 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 hang on, well, hang on for a second, both of you, and I want to come to Stephen as well. But before I do that, I want to go to Sandra. Sandra, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sandra? Oh, sorry, Sandra. Hold on, I just switch you on. Sorry, Sandra. Go ahead. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Sandra. Now it says on my screen you did uh, falsify documents. I most certainly did. Uh, was it to get a mortgage? We tried, but we did get caught for it. Right, and what what did you falsify? We falsified our statement of earning. Right. Okay. We, I'm just going to pull over here and get off the table. No, okay. Uh, we I had a creative Thanks. accountant also. So you had a creative accountant. Um, were you self-employed at the time? My husband was. Okay, so it does seem to be more so a thing of self-employed people uh, because it's easier for them to falsify documents, I suppose, than PAYE, right? Uh, Absolutely. Okay, so you had a creative accountant who said, look, I can make it look like you're earning a bit more than you're actually earning. Absolutely. That was exactly how it went. Right, and how much did you have to pay to get that done, by the way? Was it, was it expensive? Uh, well, he wasn't always too good of a family friend because we got caught for it and he wasn't a good creative accountant. Right. I think we paid about 500 at the time and that was just as we turned over to Euros. We're going back to the year 2001. Right, okay. So that was, you know, in the midst of the Celtic Tiger when properties were expensive and mortgages were absolutely. easier to get. I'll never forget, it was a new building that was over in Carpenter's Town. We were absolutely brokenhearted. When they, they basically caught us first. Uh, they asked for a certified stamp on it, which we couldn't get then at that point in time. Right. So they just withdrew the offer and they basically told us they knew it was falsified. But they didn't prosecute you? No. It never really dawned on me that they could, to be honest, Niall. We knew we could pay the money back. We wanted to buy a house. I mean, on one hand, we're giving these young couples that are getting half that scheme, 
rent allowance, blah, blah, blah. Here's a couple trying to do it the right way and they're penalised. Well, see, their argument is that you weren't doing it the right way. You were doing it illegally. No, I'm not having a go at you, by the way, Sandra. No, I'm just saying that's their argument. It's too high for it. It's, I mean, I, we weren't looking to buy this massive house. We were buying a standard three-bedroom house in a decent area, you know, with the hope of bringing kids somewhere into it down the line. Now, my point is that we are, what, that was 2001. One. We got married in 2003. We've moved three times since trying to get the forever house, which is never coming. But anyway, we have one more year left on mortgage. And we're mortgage-free. So right. we were never a risk to them. I mean, well, hang on, Jim. That There's a fair point. You know, they were never a risk. Sandra and her partner falsified documents, got a creative accountant, and now they were caught. So the bank just said, listen, you're not getting a mortgage. We, we, we've cop, copped on to you. Uh, but they didn't prosecute them. It's a bit much, Jim. Oh, sorry, Jim has gone there. Um, well, I just think it's disgraceful now. I mean... They're, they're not going to lose because these people have to have whatever percentage it is, first of all. So if it's 300,000 house, they've 30,000. They're going to kill it out with furniture. They're going to do whatever. If they find they won't lose their job, they can't pay a mortgage. It's still an asset the bank can take at any point in time. I mean, look, it was common. I'm, I'm not going to say it wasn't. At the times, if you go back to 2001, 2002, right up to 2008 or seven, when, when the, the whole economy started to collapse, it was quite common practice. <laughs> for people to dodge up their P60s a little bit or, you know, to get a creative accountant, as you said. And the banks nearly encouraged it. They almost, because the regulator wasn't doing a thing. Uh, so the banks were kind of saying, well, we can't really take that, but, you know, the, the brokers, I'm saying, they were kind of saying, well, sure, you know, if you could come back with one with an extra 20 grand on it, we might be able to get to that mortgage and should, it shouldn't be a problem, you know. So they're kind of winking their eye at you and almost insinuating this is what you should do. Absolutely. And I mean... I'm not talking about somebody who wants to buy this million-pound house. We're talking about these young people who want to get on the ladder. They're being realistic in what they can pay. I mean, they don't want to overstretch themselves. They want to, don't want to have this lovely house and not have any food in the press. And when, when you were producing those documents that you knew were false, right, mm-hmm. were you shitting yourself? Were you thinking to not yourself, well, oh, Jesus, I get caught here Because I honestly never believed I was doing anything wrong. I wanted to buy a house. I knew I would make every payment if I had to do 10 jobs to pay it back. I would have done that. So, so you, I, in your mind, you didn't think this is fraud? No. Because it is, it is by the way, just, just pointing that out. I, I, I know. Well, Simon, years ago, you could find five euros or five pounds on the street and you'd say, happy days. You might look around and say to the people around you, is that yours? But you didn't think you were actually doing anything wrong if you didn't find the owner and took it. Mm, well, Nowadays, you find a fiver. You need to bring it somewhere. <laughs> you need to go to the garage station with it. It'll cost you more and shoe leather to get there, but you have to do it. It's, you know, so standards have changed times well, change. well, yeah, well, now in fairness, this particular incident didn't happen in 2001. It only happened recently when standards have changed and they are stricter on mortgages now because of the problems we had in 2008 where people were given mortgages they couldn't afford because of the very thing that you were talking about, that many people falsified documents to get mortgages they actually couldn't afford. Well, see, this is the problem. I mean, this young couple, I don't know. I only heard about it yourself, or, you know, when I was the radio. You know, it's in the paper That's today. I might, mind you, they've been named and shamed in the paper, which I thought was wrong. a bit much. They're trying to get a house to do the right thing. Okay, they may have gone about the wrong way. It just depends on which side of the fence. Like, I've had to do that before. And how, by the way, when you, in 2001, when you were turned down by this bank, did you try it with another bank? Oh, yeah, two years later. And, and, you, got, and you got the mortgage? Well, no, we got a better creative accountant. <laughs> Right. And you got the mortgage? Yeah, we did. We did. Right, okay. So you got the mortgage. Went to a different bank, obviously. So it was Bank of Ireland the first time. They caught us. And then we got a mortgage apartment TSB, which we paid religiously. 
for two years in that house. We moved from that house after two years to a better. So you, okay, so you, you, you were finished your dealings with Pem and TSB, who you had also falsified documents with. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the second time around, it was easier. The second time, we didn't need to falsify it. We had, obviously, a two-year history with permanent TSB. We closed off that mortgage, sold the house. Two weeks later, we... So just to clarify, the mortgage you're on currently, which is almost finished, as you said yourself, that wasn't falsified. You didn't no, have falsified documents. Okay, all right, okay, but just to clarify that. two-year history with them. Yeah. And they saw we never missed a payment. They were happy to top up our mortgage. Well, like, starting new with a higher amount. That's what I mean by top up. But yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, wondering, I'm looking at text coming in here. Niall, I have to say, fair play to stand up for honesty. We did exactly the same thing. Uh, my husband is a plumber. It was very difficult at the time to get a mortgage. Nobody would give us a mortgage because he was self-employed, even though he was earning good money. It was difficult to prove. Uh, so, again, we got a friend who was an accountant, and he helped us to falsify the documents. It seems to be quite a common practice. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning it, by the way. I'm not, you know... I'm just saying. I will say our guy who helped us, the creative, the second creative accountant, he actually sat down with us to make sure we could manage. It wasn't all. So he stress tested you. Basically, he did, and his conscience was clear as far as he's concerned. So basically, he said, "Look, I want to make sure you do actually have enough money for this mortgage before I do this for you." Absolutely. Yeah, and you know. And how much did he charge you, by the way? Oh, he was only very little, to be honest. He okay. was a slash accountant broker. He was all kind of in one go. Oh, okay. So it was in his interest that you got the mortgage because he was going to get a commission on it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, he had like a few people working together, so they had it all sewn up. But he, they did check to make sure we could do it. He didn't just... And we remained friends with him for 10 years after that kind of thing. Mm. Right, okay. Very and, good. I, and, you know, I don't make an apology for her because we have... Do you regret... I mean, in hindsight, do you don't I regret do it. If I had to do it tomorrow, I'd still do it tomorrow now. Not a bother. Even knowing now I could go to prison for it. I wouldn't care if that's the only Because you want to provide a home for your family? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. Let me just go to Stephen. Stay there, please. Stephen, you're on Classic Hits. Stephen, I understand the situation that Sandra was in. I understand the situation this couple might have found themselves in. And we know, again, I have to reiterate, it is illegal. Um, Do do you have sympathy, Stephen? Uh, I do have sympathy, Noel, because it is uh, almost impossible to get onto the property ladder. But, um, I just what I would say would be um, how many of the ten thousand people that are homeless now had dodgy P sixties? Because back when I was getting a mortgage in two thousand and two, I think it was, I could get a dodgy P sixty for two hundred quid, oil. no problem. Off about fifty different people. Now, now back to that time, if you remember correctly, that you were filled out in pen, so you were able to buy a blank one and fill it out yourself. Well, I, I I know of people at the time, going back to when I got my first mortgage, which was back in 1993, um, that if you had a good relationship with your employer, he'd ask you how much you wanted on the P60. And he'd write, yeah. he'd write whatever you wanted on it. Yeah, yeah, that was going on as well. But uh, is that not the problem that we face now? People were taking on loans that they couldn't really afford. Probably, yeah, I, I would agree, but but that was up to the regulator to keep an eye on this whole thing back in two thousand. Well, in the two thousands, the early two thousands, Celtic Tiger, and you know, should the the report that came out in, in two thousand eleven in relation to the crash suggested that it was the regulator and the banks for not watching what was going on. They weren't keeping their you know, their hand wasn't on the wheel, so to speak. No, ironically, it's probably because of that situation with the banks that people have to falsify documents. So it's a vicious circle, really, isn't it? I mean, when you look at Dublin, for example, and, and I take Helena and probably Sandra in the similar situation, she just wants a house for her and her partner and hopefully to have a few kids in the future. She just wants to provide a home for herself. And it's a very difficult situation when you're only approved for, say, €250,000. So what the hell are you going to buy in Dublin for €250,000? 
Absolutely not. And, and, and she's watching other people, you know, getting, you know, uh, on the property ladder who are unemployed. And I'm sorry to have a go with people who are unemployed. I'm not. But she's watching other people who are on HAP schemes, getting nice houses, three-bedroom houses. She's working her butt off in here every day. And our boyfriend is working his butt off and they can't get a house. So I can understand the temptation for people to want to do that to get into the ladder. Yeah, and it's up to the government now to do more for these people that need help to get onto the ladder. Affordable housing needs to be the top of their priority list. Never mind social housing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sandra should have never had to do that in the first place. I'm not, I'm not justifying what she did, but I'm just saying she shouldn't have had to do it because the state should have been there and said, but listen, Sandra, we know you're working. We know your hubby is working. He's earning a few quid. How can we help? Can we go halves with you on this mortgage and you can pay us back at the end or, you know, what the way they used to call the shared ownership scheme or some sort of, you know, help for people like Sandra, like you, like me, like every, like Kalina, instead of just helping people who were unemployed. It must be highly frustrating for people in that situation to see that they're getting up at, and the ironic thing about Leo saying for the people that get up at six in the morning they get the least help in this okay. society Everybody yeah but the more you the harder you work and the harder you try in this country the less you get and the less you get rewarded first trust me and, and I, I'm not you know I'm not condoning what Sandra did because somebody said no I think it's awful that you're condoning that Sandra said she's basically admitting breaking the law and you're condoning it I'm not condoning it um, what I'm saying to you is, I understand why, I understand why she did this. Yeah, and I can understand that. Nobody's condoning it, but you can understand why it's going on. And I can say, Noel, quite confidently, that up to probably 25% of people that's listening today probably did the exact same thing. But just won't admit it. They're wrong. Well, why would they on air? Because they're liable then, you know what I mean? But... Mm. Uh, well, oh, well, but if, well, if the mortgage is still in continuation, which in Sandra's case it's not, so I want to clarify that. Yeah. But no, I, 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 yeah, but, well, sorry, Sandra. Go ahead. Yeah. I just make I I don't make an apology for that. I, it was the best thing for us. We were aiming for the sun, moon, and stars. We knew we could make these payments. We needed somebody to take a chance on us, and the bank wasn't prepared to. And we well, never made the payments. The banks will say, "What happens if you go into a recession again and you can't get a job?" But it wasn't husband? that much. It was less than what rent would be. This was the point. We were, it was well manageable. Our first mortgage was 800, 800 euros. We never borrowed. We had a huge lump sum. We were two very hard workers. In fact, we're finished our mortgage next year. We're 45 well, years of age. And we'll be mortgage-free. Say if you well pay 50 grand a year for medical expenses, say mm. some... You know, no, I know. They, they, yeah, they, look, the point you're making is they weren't stress tested properly by the bank because the bank, as far as they were concerned, were basing it on the figures that she gave them. Stay, do me a favour, stay there, Sandra, because I have to take a break. Uh, loads and loads of people texting in. Um, let me see. Uh, fraud is fraud. And if you do it, you should be willing to face the consequences if you're caught ass. I agree with you. Yes, you're right. But there, fraud is not fraud. There are different types of fraud and there's different types of deception and there's different motives behind the deception or the fraud. Uh, I watched, There was one other case there in the paper today of fraud of a man who had fraud, defrauded one point something million. But surely he was involved in all sorts of carry on and he got a jail term. Uh, somebody says fraud is fraud. And if you do it, you should be willing to face the consequences. Another person says, uh, flipping country Nile is built on fraud, for Christ's sake, says Kevin and Limerick. And then somebody else said, fraud is not fraud, because I'd said that. Not every fraud is the same. There are different types of fraud. You're a moron. I'm, well, I'm not a moron. What I'm trying to explain to you is, like, for example, you could say theft is theft, and it is, to some extent. But somebody said to me yesterday, if you're working as a security guard and an old woman stole some food, would you charge her? And I said, of course not, because of the consequences and the motive behind it. She would feed herself. Uh, Robert, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Robert? 
How's it going on? I'm good, and yourself? Good, Robert. I mean, look, this case is in the paper today of a couple um, who, you know, obviously by deception provided, you know, a P60 payslips and a salary certificate that were created by a creative accountant. Um, now, in most cases, banks would just turn around and say, we're not giving you the mortgage, but KBC decided to take a case to the Garda Shea uh, you know, is it a bit over the top? No, it's not. Because, uh, for example, I got a I got a mortgage approved, and I'm on a 30-hour contract, and they took the in, in consideration my rent pay, my overtime pay, and uh, my wife was at the time she was working only four months in the company, and we had to, we we had to wait for the two months more for the for for her to be considered a full time, and we got the mortgage. So it's not that hard as as you're saying and as the people are saying. Well, it, well, no, well, well, no, hang on. It is hard. I know two people currently at the moment who are applying for mortgages. Yeah, and, and both of them have given and, me their experience and it does seem very difficult. Yeah, because they're applying for 350000 What's wrong with the two-bedroom apartment? Because they don't want to live in a two-bedroom apartment. They want yeah, to have kids. Well, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to have a kid now and in, in I'm in a two-bedroom apartment and you're paying the, the lower mortgage and you can upgrade to, uh, with the time. So what's wrong with starting with something, something small and you can upgrade uh, with the time? Like, well, well, actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask Helena that question because she's in that position. Helena, sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, he makes a good point. Start at the bottom, work your way up, buy yourself a two-bedroom apartment instead of a house. And then you don't have to apply for as much money. Is no, because a- your mortgage is going to be 600 euro, for example, a month. And then you can save more and you can apply for, uh, for a bigger mortgage with the time. If, if, if you're going to have two kids, you want to upgrade and you can upgrade. And you, you still have... Okay, well, okay, well, let, well let, let her answer that, because I'm not applying for a mortgage, so I don't, I don't understand exactly what you mean, but I let it, Helena's in that position. It is a good point. Um, but all I'm saying is, I mean, then you, I suppose how long down the line till you, you're able to have your second child, is it? Is it 10 years down the line where you can have your second child? Also, what if, you're, what if your you know, employment situation doesn't change in those years? You're still left in the same boat, which is that you cannot afford that. You cannot get that. You may afford the repayments, but you can't get that mortgage from the bank. They won't give yes, you Selena, Yes, Selena, by the time you're going you're gonna to be in a position to apply for a higher mortgage, at least you're going to be paying your own apartment. Yes. You're not going to be paying the rent to somebody else and you're going to be able to save money save more money because at the moment two bedroom apartment is 1600 euro and you're paying the mortgage maximum 700 euro which is yours absolutely yours you can do whatever yeah, you want what you're saying is a mortgage is cheaper than rent of course it of is. course of absolutely course and you can save more yeah. money I, I'm not renting. I'm not out of my. Family. No, she's she's still living with her mom, and yeah. so is her boyfriend, which I'm is a different situation. Still living at home and still struggling. Robert. Yeah, yeah. Which can be which can, be which can be which can be very difficult. But get, Robert, let me get back to the other question. I understand the point you're making that people should maybe cut their cloth <laughs> according to what they can actually afford, right? And I understand yeah. the point you're making, and that's a fair point. But in relation to say a couple, you know, who defraud, and that's what it is, oh. but by doctoring documents, you know, do you believe that's a jailable offence, or is it just a case the bank should just say piss off? Well. Take it on. Take it for example. I'm 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 not an Irish citizen, and if I forge the documents and I go to the bank tomorrow and I take two hundred thousand and I fucked up from this country, is that not, not a fraud? It's absolutely the same. They are defrauding the system to get the money or to get a mortgage to 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 for the, for the, for their own benefit. It's a fraud. It's as simple as that. It's a fraud. It's stealing from somebody else. 
Well, you're, well, you're not, well, you're not, well, hang on. You're not stealing. There's no theft involved. What you're yeah, doing, I mean, because you are paying it back. Now, it's a different crime if you don't pay it back. Then we have a second crime, which is obviously you are stealing money or you're taking money by default or by default. So that's <laughs> what the bank, uh, the judge said in this case um, that there was no, the bank hadn't suffered any loss whatsoever through this. And he also said that he did understand why the couple did it. Um, and the judge said that he also recognised the pressure and the intolerable stress being placed on families trying to pay for housing and avoiding being made homeless. So yeah, he, he so did understand why yeah, they did the it. the bank, bank didn't, didn't suffer any loss because they didn't, they didn't go through with the mortgage. If they went but it was through, unlikely they were going to suffer loss and that was established in the court too because they could afford to pay it. Well, well what would happen if they got a mortgage and they decided well, uh, we're not going to pay this? Well then like anybody else they'd lose the house. Yes, and then they're going to be in your program crying and, 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 and sobbing that they, they're homeless and all that. It's not. It's not that hard to get a house. I'm in, in, in Dublin. I bought it for 180000 two-bedroom apartment. So it's not that hard. Okay, well, well, stay there for a second because, Ron, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ron? Hey, Noel, you're well. You were listening to Sandra just before Robert came on before the break there saying that she did it. She, she got a creative accountant to make up documents for her that were false to get her mortgage. That's correct, yeah. I did the same. Oh, you did the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in, back in the day, back in pre-recession time, yeah. Okay, did and so what did you do? You gave it to the bank. Okay, so you, give, you gave a, a fake P60, was it? No, a uh, certificate, salary certificate from my employer's accountant. Just gave me a letter, brought it to the bank, brought it to the broker. Broker took it, brought it to the bank, got the mortgage. Okay, well, it, was a, it was a bit easier in those days, probably, anyway. Of course it was, yeah. yeah. Of course it was. Now, I, I, can, I, can simp- I can understand what Robert's saying there, and but... Come on, let's be realistic. Who's, no one's lost any money here, Noel. You said it yourself. It's not fraud. No money's been handed over. So what's, what's the problem with the Yeah, bank? but, but the it is, it is trying to, to obtain us by defraud. No, it is, yeah, but it's up to the bank to perform their due diligence on every single application. If they find... That but the they do rely on honesty, correct. too. But they do rely on honesty. Uh, the bank, yes, the bank don't well, have access. Well, hang on, with the grace of break. The bank don't have access to your revenue account to the the, the, uh, the revenue commissioners. They don't have that access. They're not allowed. And if they did, you'd be given out about that, saying that that's data protection, right? So they rely on you providing them with honest documentation. Yes, but at the end of the day, the bottom line stops with the bank. They're the ones who make the decision to whether yes, we'll approve that. But if no, you're but don't. if you're providing them. With a false false documentation, I'm only giving the other side of the argument. I'm not having a go, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no. But if you're providing them with a certificate that says, you know, that instead of earning forty thousand, you're earning sixty thousand, they trust that that's accurate. That, that's it. Clearly states on the rules and terms and conditions that you're providing them with honest information, and you're signing a piece of paper to say that this is honest. It's an honest declaration. So you're lying. Yeah. Yes, but but the due diligence from the bank should be okay. We see your letter here. We see your P sixty. Now you need to show us your wages going into the bank for every period, for a set period of time. Well, they do now. They have six months, nine, nine months, yeah. 12 months. So it doesn't matter what false documentation you... The, the number but one that's how this couple were cost, probably, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there was, there was no money obtained. Okay, okay, well, Robert, okay well, let me ask Robert. Robert, that's a fair point. Although they provided false documentation, the bank clearly spotted by looking at their bank statements that they were kind of telling a few fibs. Now, Ron provided a false declaration. Is Ron guilty of fraud? Well, he, he had to do it because he's probably self-employed and it's different for self-employed people to get a, to obtain the money. self-employed, Robert? No. He wasn't self-employed well, at the time. It, it is. In my, in my eyes, it is a fraud. It is a fraud. Imagine if I go tomorrow and I, and I ask for 200000 uh, from the bank and I obtain it by, 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 by giving the, the false documents. Is that not a fraud? 
Stay there, Robert and Ron. I want to go to Seamus as well. Seamus, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Al? Uh, Seamus, you have sympathy for people like Ron, who had to falsify his documents. Sandra, are these two people who ended up in court? Have you? Uh, well, I do. I think they were, they were screwed by a bank. Um, but just obviously one of their compliance departments probably sent a, a file off based on what they sent in. And, and I, I think they were... It's a little unfair under the circumstances. As you say, there are different types of fraud. I mean, the banks and God knows other organisations in this country, including the government, have been defrauding people for how long? Mm-hmm. years or more? Like, some of it goes unaware because they have the, the legislators. And I mean, there's so many organisations you can talk about in the system that are defrauding people. It's, not, it's, a, it's a bigger conversation. But yeah, I'm on their side because, like, as you say, the motive is just to have a home. It's not like some investor buyer coming in trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, hug the market by making it. I do understand what Robert is saying. Now, Robert said he's not from Ireland. Yeah. Well, he, when he say he's not from Ireland, he's living in Ireland, but he's not an Irish citizen. But yeah. he said, like, if he applied for a mortgage for 200000 tomorrow, yeah. or a loan for 200000 let's say, and gave yeah. false documents to get a loan, and then pissed off back to his own country with the money, you know, sure, where would we be then? So he said there has to be steps there in place to make sure people are not doing this, and there has to be laws. It's a good argument going either way, to be honest with you, because at the end of the day, this, like one of the other callers mentioned, that this problem comes back around with a double knock-on effect, effectively, like, you know, we end up with somebody who's potentially looking at homelessness because they're, they can't afford to pay because they've declared themselves. Like the taxi driver's back... And uh, the boom time no, but don't be having to go with taxi drivers. You know, taxi drivers only earn three hundred quid a week. I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah, you can you. Taxi drivers only earn three hundred quid a week, as far as revenue is concerned. But when it comes to getting a mortgage, taxi drivers suddenly earn two grand a week. Okay, we'll stay there for a second. A bit of creative accountancy probably going on there too. Not all of them, by the way. Can I point out, uh, Dave? You're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Dave? Oh, sorry, uh, Dave. Well, where is he gone? Uh, hold on. So, Dave, sorry, go ahead. Dave, are you there? Yeah, Dave, hello? Okay, we seem to have lost. Yeah, can you hear me now? Maybe we can try and get it back. Seamus, you're on. Oh, sorry, Seamus, I've already gone to you. But, Ron, I mean, I know you're admitting that you did it at the time. It was different times. There was a lot of people probably got dodgy P60s or statement of earnings from their bosses at the time. But, you know, it, they are different times now. We have to be more careful. We can't make mistakes like we did before. No, you, you're right, Noel. And I'm, I, I know a couple um, who had classes friends who um, back in pre-recession times got a massive mortgage because the banks gave them a massive mortgage. Now, double to what I applied for. They now don't even live in that house anymore. They still own it, but they have to rent it out because they can't afford to pay it. Well, and well, because the rental market is so more affluent now than what yeah, no, no, I, I understand everything has kind of changed. Let me just try Dave again there, because it's an interesting story. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Hi, Ned, how are you? Yeah, you're, so you're there now. I don't know what happened to there. God bless you. All right, so Dave, you were told by the mortgage advisor basically what to say to get the mortgage. Yeah, effectively, yeah. So, um, actually went went and applied for a mortgage four or five months ago and, and drew down recently. You know, like... You know, there was things like, you know, like there was one of my credit card statements where the credit card was, you know, over its limit one month. And I happened to mention that I mainly use that work for that, that card for, you know, getting work, mm-hmm. expensing things to work if I yeah. travel for work. And she said, right, well, when the underwriters come back, we'll tell them you went over because you were incurring work expenses, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't you know, really a lie. It was just a kind of uh, was, a distortion was, of the truth. It was borderline, you know, it was marginal. It was creative for want of a better word but like I said in my text I mean it, it kind of behooved her to 
for, for us to get approved for the mortgage. Because, because she gets a commission, it. of course, yeah. She gets a commission out of it, apparently, yeah. Right, so it's so, in her interest, uh, the mortgage advisor, in her yeah. interest to make sure you get that mortgage, so she will yeah. give you some advice on how to tell a few fibs. Exactly. Anything that looked marginal or that could be explained, you know, better, she'd give you some, you know, uh, advice and some tips. And, you know, she, she came back as well with things like, you know, have you any accounts in your, you know, we have, we have a child and she said, do you have a savings account in your child's name? And we, we said, yeah, we do. There's, you know, there's some money in it, not a huge amount. She goes, right, get me the statement for that because we can put that down and make it look like you've got cash in other accounts and stuff like that. So the, the, the banks are starting to get creative again. Did, by the way, did you find that whole process, I'm just curious now, that whole process of explaining everything on your bank statement, right? Yeah. Was it very invasive? Did you find it a bit invasive? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and almost down to what you're spending your money on. Yes. Yeah, it, it yes. does seem very, very invasive. And I spoke to another girl recently who's in the same situation as you, same process as you, you know, hoping to get the approval. And she was telling me about all that, uh, similar to you with the child's bank account and, you know, what you're spending money on here and what you're spending on there. It, it is very, very invasive, isn't it? It is, it is. And, and, and I kind of, you know, they were looking at what we earn and kind of going, you know, how come you don't have more savings here? <laughs> so, yeah, so, you shouldn't be going out so much. <laughs> could have been in, in school or something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, that was by far and away the absolute worst part was literally collecting documents. I know, and don't get me wrong, I know they're loaning you quite an amount of money, uh, yeah. you know, with a deal that you're going to pay it back over a long period of time. So they have to be, the criteria has to be reasonably strict and I understand the logic behind that. But Yeah, yeah. well... I mean, in in our case, we had a lot of equity tied up in the house, and that like the house is worth a lot more than what we were buying it for. Yeah, and I, so I can understand that. So, Dave, I've run right out of time, but thank you for your honesty, and I appreciate you talking to us today. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hit.